Akio Takamine is a smart teen who's maybe too smart for his peers to like him. His life turns upside down when a strange child named Zatch literally flies into his life, sent by his father to help get him back on track. He also just so happens to be able to shoot lightning from his mouth. Is Zatch Bell the perfect series to introduce your friends to anime? Or should it be relegated to your own personal weeb watch list? I'm PJ. I'm Skylar. And this is Kawaii Disappointment. top of our episode before we even get into it we have to have a serious conversation it's about gash versus zatch this is exactly what i want to talk about (laughs) Uh, we have to pre-decide here and now are we gonna refer to this little demon boy as gash or zatch i okay so i grew up believing his name was zatch but i also want to respect him you know what i mean yeah i mean but I think it's like so commonly accepted that the fandom he's typically referred to as Zatch. Right. But I thought that was just like the English fandom. No, I, I think know. like in the fandom, he's pretty much known as Zatch. Hee <laughs> hee. Okay. But I also like, you know, I mean, you know, to say like his original naming is Gash. And he does correct people. To be fair, it's because they're usually saying like Gatsu. And he's like, it's yeah. Gash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do we, I guess the question is, do we have a hard line stance or if we switch back and forth? Do we care? I do not care if we switch back and forth. I think we'll just go for it. I think we'll just vibe into it. And what will we be vibing into? Well, let's talk about it. Hello and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, the show where two lifelong weebs guide you through a new anime every week to determine if it's a Kawaii success or a Kawaii disappointment. With you as always is me, your host, producer, and weave of all trades, PJ. Uh, and with me, as always, is my lovely wife, co-host, and secret demonic doll, Skylar. Hi, it's me. I'm Skylar. And I'm <laughs> apparently not Coraline. Annabelle. There we go. <laughs> no, Coraline is like literally the opposite of a demonic doll. Honestly. Could you? No. But like, seriously, let's put like Chucky and Annabelle in the world of Zatch Bell. Uh, yeah, I mean, they. I think ultimately they'd be very weak compared to the rest of these. But let's let's talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, this week we are watching Zatch Bell, if you have not gathered from all the conversations we've already had. And yeah, I'm super excited to get into it. Listen, PJ, Zatch Bell is so dear to me. And it's something that was, it's one of those things I was so, so obsessed with, but then like completely forgot about. Well, let's talk about that initial obsession for just a moment why don't we uh jump right into it then with our anime vibe check let's talk about what our perceptions of the show were going into it and what the societal idea of the show seems to be to prepare you for any newcomers that you might recommend this show to so you have a history obviously with Zatch Bell. so what was your vibe of it before you started watching it so basically the way i learned about Zatch Bell is um i had a bus friend because you know i bus from home to school. So uh, when I was in high school, my bus trips in the morning and afternoons were like 40 minutes long. And so I made friends with other high schoolers from different high schools. And one of um, one of the girlies traded books like manga with me like all throughout the year. And one time she was like, 
hey, have you heard of Zatch Bell? And I was just like, no, what's that? And my mind like went to like some like anime adaptation of Beauty and the Beast for some reason, just because I thought it was like Bell, Bell, B-E-L-L-E, which is stupid. I don't know what I just like ignored the Zatch part. Like, and uh, she's like, okay, I'm going to bring it for you tomorrow. And this is the same person. If you guys remember the Bleach episode, this is the the same person that brought me the, the Bleach manga. So she's also the same one that introduced me to Zatch Bell. She handed it to me and first thoughts was like, I hate this art style. This looks like it's going to fucking suck. So like to jump in on that, like, I had a very different like initial kind of introduction to Zatch Bell because it was just a show that I saw commercials for. Okay. I never personally, I had never personally watched it myself. Um, And I would just see commercials for it. And I was like, A, I don't like this art style. And B, what's this weird little orphan British boy doing <laughs> like slash, what's this little weird orphan doll like doing on this cover? Because for some reason, like his outfit to me as a child read like British orphan. Yeah, I can see that. It's like a little, a little tunic with a tie and everything. But like, I think as like a, a young boy, you're like, uh, what the fuck is this like weird little like dress this doll's wearing? This is not <laughs> cool. I definitely read him as like a puppet more. So, I mean, I guess they're Yeah, I definitely read like puppet for sure. Even yeah. though the lines aren't on his mouth, that's like the vibe it gives off. Right. But yeah, I think overall, like Zatch Bell, though, once you watch it, 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 I think it's 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 one that hooked a lot of people. Zatchbell has like definitely like an underground uh and so slowly rising to the surface following. And it has like a lot of like anime street cred, I'd say, you know? Yeah, definitely. I know that like I made a insta post about it one time and it got like a lot of clicks. A lot of people were like, fuck yeah, I remember Zatch Bell. Yeah, because Zatch Bell, like, to your point about it being something you were obsessed with and then completely forgot about, I think a lot of people had that experience as well, where they, like, watched some of it, had, like, interactions with it, but then it just kind of, like, disappeared from their life, and then one day, they just saw it again, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, like, I think the, luckily, like, the vibe in the community is pretty good around Zatch Bell. People tend to think very highly of it, remember it very fondly. I do think it's really just the art style and that initial, like, what the fuck even is that thing of it? All that could sometimes, like, really blur people out. Right. No, I completely agree. Because if you read or watch it, things are drawn so ugly. And, like, it's intentional. Like, it's for comedy. But sometimes it's just, like, it's too much. I think sometimes it's not intentional, though, you know? (laughs) Are we talking about Suzumi? Oh, yeah. I mean, we can talk more about this. But, yeah, I think that's our vibe check was, you know, I think... The initial vibe definitely for anyone going into this is like, what is this art and what is that thing? Uh, But then it's pretty chill and it's pretty cool. And I think people tend to really love it. So that's our vibe on Zatch Bell. So why don't we go ahead and revisit that vibe a little bit as we watch episodes one, two and three of Zatch Bell. So we're going to go ahead and do that and we'll be right back. So stay tuned.
All right, we're back and we watch episodes one to three of Zatch Bell. Skylar, how was it like revisiting this show for you? Oh my god. First of all, I forgot about the the nudity in the first episode. And let um, me be clear, it's not like if you did not watch along with us, it's not like cool nudity. We're not we're not high school DDing it here. It's just it's so much so much d- Zatch penis. Let's get on a list, nudity. Yeah, I mean, you know, so much Zatch penis. And he is ostensibly drawn as a little boy. And, like, that's always something that's kind of been, quote, unquote, like, okay in Japanese stuff to show is little boy's penises comically. I think of Shin-Chan, right? Like, Mr. Elephant from Shin-Chan. Like, as a kid, I watched that and laughed my fucking ass off. But now I'm like, hmm, why is this a comedic thing for us? I was like, wish I didn't see this puppet dick how in american media uh, in like especially like in the 90s and stuff like like mooning but, was really funny yeah i think for J- japanese society it was the f- the front side of that right it was sunning yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh well the setting aside yeah i mean this was i had watched this show a little bit but this was really my first time like sitting down and watching it right oh god it's so good i had watched some of it but like I didn't really have a whole lot of access to it. So most of my context does come from the manga. But like, Jesus Christ. Uh, Zatch wins you over like so fast. Like he like toes the line of being really annoying. <laughs> really annoying. And I think that's kind of like Zatch Bell's whole vibe like as a show, you right. know? But let's talk about that a little bit more after we get through some housekeeping. Zatch Bell is based on the manga Konjuki no Gashu by Makoto Raiku that ran in Weekly Shonen Sunday from January 2001 to December of 2007 for 33 total volumes. A sequel series, Zatch Bell 2, did recently start uh, running, starting in March of 2022 and currently still running, also done by Makoto Raiku. So this show might have another season or something coming up, you know, in the future if this uh, manga adaptation sequel does well enough. Hell yeah. But let's talk about the anime a little bit more. So the anime was directed by Tetsuji Nakamura and Nukio Kaizawa uh, for Toei Animation and Fuji TV. It ran from April of 2004 to March of 2007 for a total of 150 episodes. There were two movies, The 101st Devil, which was directed by Junji Shimizu and released August of 2004, and Attack of the Mecha Vulcan, directed by Takuya Igarashi and released in August of 2005. In addition to all of that, there are also 10 video games based on the Bell series and a very successful training guard series but with that uh that is our context so let's break down uh what we see in these three episodes zatch bell a forgetful momoto arrives in japan and gives a letter and a mysterious red book to kiyo takamine sent by kiyo's father to guide him kiyo gets angry and accidentally makes zatch shoot lightning zatch follows kiyo to school where they meet suzume and kane a bully kiyo intervenes when zatch and suzume are accosted by kane but gets beaten up Edo and Hyde, another human Emomoto, inadvertently save them. Kyo and Edo briefly battle before Zat shoots lightning again, scaring Edo away. Brago and Sherry witness a confrontation, declaring it a Momoto battle. Later, they encounter a man named Hosokawa with the Momoto Raycom, freezing things with ice. Suzume is kidnapped by Hosokawa during a bank robbery. Kyo and Zatch rescue her 
using Sash's lightning, and Kyo realizes the book's spells are based on his emotions. Kyo finds a new spell in the book, Rashield. At school, Kyo gains admiration from his classmates for saving everyone during the bank robbery. On the way home, Hosokawa and Reikom attack them, seeking revenge. Kyo deduces that the only the rightful book holder can cast spells, and Kyo uses Rashield to defeat Reikom, but the backlash catches Reikom's spellbook on fire, and he slowly perishes as it burns, leaving Zatch depressed after realizing his own power led to Raycom's death. And that's episodes one, two, and three of Zatch Bell. Oof. Yeah, honestly, watching that little kid try to put his book out and then slowly just like fade out of existence as it burns. That was rough. <sighs> Good thing he lives on in every uh, YouTube ad, um, ad spot moving forward. <laughs> Every time I was like, are they saying Raycon? Is this episode going to be sponsored by Raycon? <laughs> Raycon everyday earbuds. God, I wish. Could you imagine? The amount of money we have given you, Raycon. Not Raycom. Raycom's dead. But Raycon. Yeah. The sponsors, please. But um, yeah, no, it's like very disturbing watching him like frantically try to put out the fire and be like saving his own life, you know? Yeah. God, I love this story so much. Zatch is so good at like doing that that thing that like Shonen does where it's just like the like we could do it. Friendship uh, wins all strength, blah, blah, blah. Like he's like the perfect blueprint for like a character like Naruto or something. You know what I mean? I mean, he's almost like a bastardization of it though you know because it's kind of like a gag but it's also not a gag you know i i just love how effortly effortlessly funny he is too like when the bully is just like oh yeah like you're taking all these fucking hits but where is kyo he's like he's taking such a big dump right now and i like that suzume is then also like yeah it's probably so big it's as big as an anaconda and then like we just see fucking kyo behind the door just like being like why and then when he comes out the door he's like wow i feel relieved kyo is such a fucking like depressing edgelord by the way like all the time which is so funny countered with zatch just being like an optimistic idiot right because like he's literally like just being like yeah i am the worst people do hate me and zatch is like he's the best <laughs> And everyone's like, shut the fuck up. Can I say, uh, a, a treat for any of you who didn't watch this originally back on, you know, American television, um, or did not watch, you know, if you did watch along, uh, watch it in sub. The sub's the uh, the preferred text in my edition. But if you did watch it in dub, uh, Zatch is voiced by Jimmy fucking Neutron. <laughs> Because we watched the, when we rewatched these, uh, we watched the first two episodes sub and the third one dub. And so, like, every time Zatch some, said something, um, Peach would be like, got a blast! It's it's just Jimmy Neutron. I don't think I've ever heard Jimmy Neutron's voice actor in anything else. So it's just so jarring being like, all right, this is Jimmy Neutron, you know? <laughs> Brain blast! But speaking of that edgelordness... Here's my hot take. Okay. Zatch Bell is just Death Note. Kind of, yeah. It's like Pokemon Death Note. You literally have this too smart for his own good teenager who's like just trying to get through life and he's just so over all of it. And all of a sudden, this book comes into his life and attached to it is some sort of otherworldly entity who can potentially kill other people. That's the plot of Death Note. <laughs> And then let's not even talk about the fact that Brago is the blueprint Ryuk. for Ryuk. 
Like, I was already like, this is Death Note. And then Brago came on screen and I was like, is that Ryuk? <laughs> like, I 100%, I just imagine it's like 2001 uh, when this manga starts and uh, Sugimi Oba is just like sitting there reading it being like, oh my fucking God, what if I made this way darker? <laughs> And then you have Takashi Obata, the illustrator for Death Note, reading it as well, being like, looking at uh, Brago and being like, I know exactly how to edgelord and creep this the fuck out. <laughs> and then they met at like a Zatch Bell fan con and knew exactly how to do it. And that's how Death Note was born. Listen, we all have had our Zatch Bell OCs. Trust me, I've had many of them. And Death Note is just the most complicated one there is. I mean, you could even argue, we start getting into like, uh, what's the, the chick who is Bragos? Sherry. Sherry. Um, is the Misa? Uh, yeah, she, I mean, Misa's gothic Lolita. This is just Lolita, but like Lolita's there, baby. Uh, <laughs> and and their whole thing is about uh, being the ally of justice. You tell me where is the justice. Let the corporations write their regulations. You know, where is the justice? Tell me where is the the justice where is it i don't see it it's in london and we're going to london we're going yes. to london <laughs> we are going to london to see the death Note musical that is a fact honestly you guys it's just me being irresponsible um i bought tickets to go see it really excited and i let pj know after the fact it made it his problem um to figure out how we're gonna get there. and i did and we're gonna go see death Note death the Note. musical in london <laughs> Do you mean? Do you mean <laughs> Zatch Zatch Bell, Bell fan the fiction? musical? <laughs> <laughs> this Zatch Bell Dijinshi got a whole musical. I love Zatch Bell, the OC, the musical. That's actually like the OC California. California. Is Here that the one come. with uh, Misha Barton? Maybe I never watched the OC. She's Zatch. Oh gosh. You know, unlike the OC, there's not uh, a ton of very attractive people in this show. Yeah. Uh, because the art style is very ugly uh, sometimes. Uh, but also, let's talk about the most undefined facial featured character in maybe anime ever. Suzume! Uh, which is Suzume. I like Suzume a lot as a character. Yeah. Um, But, like, I feel like they just didn't draw features on her face. <laughs> I, I guess agree. depth on her face. Like, she is very flat looking, you know? Yeah, she's definitely, like, a background character uh, that you don't have to really animate, but they accidentally, like, fired the main actress. So they're like, let's just pull that cell up to the front. Yeah, and, like, they can draw features and stuff. I mean, not for nothing, Keo's mom is hot as fuck. Well-defined. Yeah, she's a MILF. <laughs> But meanwhile, Suzume, a fun, delightful character, has no face. <laughs> but everyone also, like, is, like, uh, she's attractive. Because, like, when Ada is, like, looking through the, like, the binoculars, he sees her. And, I lo and he's like, damn, what a baddie. She's got to have a fat ass. And then you see through the binoculars, and it literally is even less defined. And she's, like, a stick figure. <laughs> Um, also, like, her... Okay, so Suzumi's drawn like someone who's drawing anime for the first time, and I love it. It's nostalgic. It's great. Oh, yeah. She is straight out of a, like, your my first anime art book. Yeah. How to draw anime, or how to draw manga. Yeah. Straight from the Barnes and Nobles. 100%. Oh, my gosh. But she is, like, kind of dumb. 
so dumb so adorable yeah she is uh, a total bimbo you know we love her just so like even i mean and no one but her could i think be friends with the emo version of kyo because like he's even kind of like a total dick to her and she's like do yeah i mean he tutored that he tutored her that one time and she was yeah. like wow i was able to learn because you're so great which is a skill a lot of times if you're really smart it's sometimes hard to quote unquote dumb things down and teach people um so the fact that he is really good at like condensing breaking and breaking it down so that even someone who's bad at it can learn i mean means he's a good teacher yeah <laughs> PJ speaks from experience. Try to help me through math. No, because I'm bad at it because you didn't learn nothing. No, I know. <laughs> I know how hard it is. <laughs> but speaking of school, though, all of everyone at school hates Keo because he's smart, which like I get the students hating him for being smart. But why do the teachers hate him for being smart? The reason why is because um, he doesn't go to class a lot of times. And that just like is very like, Oh, you come here. Oh, God, it's that precious audio. We're just like, since you're so. You got your degree. degree. You think you know every Mm -hmm. fucking thing. (laughs) He's so smart. Um, it's like that, like, oh, like, you don't value my time or who I am as a teacher. Um, I barely ever see you, yet you come in here and you, like, know everything. That gives you, like, a type of complex, you know? It's just like, well, what the fuck, what is the point of me being here if I'm not doing anything for you? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a pride thing and a man thing. No, that actually makes a lot of sense. I appreciate that insight. Because I was like, why wouldn't they just be like, we love our smart boy. Right. We love our smart boy. Yeah. But also, he's annoying. Hey, gang. Sorry for the delay in this episode. Skylar and I were under the weather and our voices were not podcast ready. I'm sure you can hear some remnants of that in this episode, but I promise you it is a lot better than what you would have gotten if we had chosen to record last week. In any case, thank you for your patience. Thank you for letting us get better. And thank you for being here. We're still figuring out all of our new format changes and our new vibe. So don't hesitate to let us know what you're liking, what you're not liking and everything in between. We would love to hear from you. Are you craving more Kawhi Disappointment? Then check us out on Patreon. Hours of bonus content for just $3 a month and new episodes every month to keep the content coming. This month, we are going to have a bunch of episodes to celebrate our return, as well as all of the goodies that come with our different patron levels. $3 a month gets you access to all of our content. $5 allows you to vote on patron polls and shape the future of the pod. And for $8, you get a personalized postcard, stickers, buttons, and more sent directly to your doorstep every month. So if any of that sounds exciting, find us on patreon.com at patreon.com slash kawaiidesupod. A special shout out to all of our patrons, starting with our $8 patrons, our eternal Desu patrons, the incomparable Alex Jones, the truly amazing Lucy in the Sky, the wonderful Ruby Cyclone, and the magnificent Skullbosh. They're not alone though, as we also have our $5 patrons, our super Desu patrons, starting with Jellums, Nene Killua, Magical Girl Charlotte, and if the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the Pirates don't eat the tourists. And finally, last but not least, our $3 patrons, our Kawaii Desu patrons, Albany G, Aubrey Z, Eliza L, and Nymphomercial. You are all truly Kawaii Desu in my book. 
You can keep up with us on your favorite social media platform. We are on all major platforms under at kawaiidesupod. You can also be a part of the community and be even more up to date by joining our Discord. Links to everything is in the show notes, and you can also find links to everything on our website, kawaiidesupod.com. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. If you want to support the show in other ways, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or wherever you listen to us. It goes a long way, and we always appreciate your support. We will be back next week as we dive into the world of Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. Now, back to the podcast. Can we talk about how, like, predatory Ada becomes so fucking so fast? fast. Because, A, Ada looks like just like this cool, chill skater dude. And you're like, yeah, this guy's kind of the vibe. Yeah, And, vibe. you know, he's, like, definitely pervy, but, like, here we go. And then, like, he's like, hey, hey, babe, like, you want to be, be my, my girlfriend? girlfriend. And, she's, and she's like, no. And he's like, I'm stronger than you. <laughs> and then, like, the vibe shifts. We're like, oh, fucking shit. That was so scary. You're like, oh, he's a bad man. Like, literally, I turned to Sky and I was like, oh, no, he's a rapist. <laughs> he's so scary. Like, what the fuck? And then he uh, tries to abduct her. So, yeah, literally, I, fucking Keo was, I mean, specifically if Zatch wasn't there, like, who knows what would have happened that day? Because there is, like, this, like, thing, it's kind of, like, implied, like, that that they just happened to be there because of Zatch, but they didn't care. They, they literally headed there because Ada thought she was hot in the binoculars. They right. had no idea what was going on over there. Yeah. They didn't yeah. know there's another Mamoto, I guess is what they're called. That is actually pretty interesting. Well, did his little guy like sense something? No, because he just started heading over. And then the little guy was doing like the fake wind magic. And then he was like, wait, another me, you know, type of thing. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. I do have a, not a question, but just kind of an observation about like the world that uh-huh. this show takes place in. Um, I have to imagine maybe magic's real like for everyday people um because the alternative is just because we see fucking crazy shit that these momoto are doing right like they are freezing like entire lakes they are shooting lightning out of their mouth they're creating like whole like windstorms and these things aren't just like happening in secret they're happening in front of people's eyes and no one's ever like what was that everyone's like okay was that lightning <laughs> you know no one's phased by it and no one's phased by anything like no one no one's ever like hey dude what the fuck is that is that a child is that a doll what do you have there why do you have it they're just like oh who's this little fella <laughs> i don't know man it's some muggle shit like i'm just assuming that everyone like isn't really seeing the dolls but they clearly are because they're constantly interacting with them i know like i think but i don't think it's a regular thing i think they're all just kind of like no i definitely don't think it's a regular thing but i mean like it's just it's so unacknowledged like no one's ever like did that child just shoot lightning from his mouth or like (laughs) how is their ice appearing out of nowhere no one ever says anything like that right everything just happens and everyone's just like you know like they weren't like um brave hero boy uses lightning doll to to stop terrifying ice smugger they're just like teen stops robbery you know yeah well i mean you forget about gun laws in japan um guns are just so hard to get so anytime someone does have a gun 
Um, that's probably the only thing people are actually focused on. Guns don't kill people. Zatch Bell kills people. Well, not Zatch specifically, but oh, like... tell, tell that tell that to Raycon. <laughs> tell that to the Raycon Fitness Earbud. Now available. Use code Nuswin. <laughs> the Fitness Pro. Because he's dead. He, well, and we watched him die. Well, it's complicated. Regardless, I watched him die. Even if he's still alive, I watched him die. <laughs> He's dead in your heart. He's dead and gone. Gone. No, but like, personally, I just, I'm really excited to keep watching this because you get to see so many, like, characters. And it's so interesting, like, the way everyone is drawn. You've seen some of them, um, and you're not a fan, especially of no, the I I I hate so many of the character designs in this show, but I also love them for being bold, I guess, right? Like... Okay, so I'm going to look at like these like top 10 favorite Momoto things. So I'm looking at these and I like some of their designs. I think I've, I like the less child looking designs. So like I'm looking at Vincent Bari. He looks like um, that weird like vampire villain from Dragon Ball. We have Juan Rey. He looks like Bakura from Yu-Gi-Oh! Like that. Then I then we get to Lila. Just looks like Purple Girl Zatch Bell. Uh, <laughs> we have Victorim, who is lit. That's a fucking crazy fucking bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo uh, creature. <laughs> Um, my least favorite design in this entire series, which is Kanchame, the weird say, is it duck baby, the weird duck baby. Leave that duck baby alone. Tia, who I don't mind. Tia's okay. Then we have Zenobel, who just looks like Killua. That's Killua. <laughs> we take inspiration from everywhere, PJ. And then Brago, who is just proto uh proto Ryuk. Uh, and then Ponygon, who's a horse. We fully lost the human aspect. I love Ponygon. Um, and then Zatch, who is a weird British baby. <laughs> so, like, I like some of these designs. I like Killua. I like Bakura. I like the Bobobo villain. And, you like, that's kind of it. I hate this weird little duck baby. But you know what? I feel like it's the Zenitsu kind of thing going on, and I feel like with more context, you might not hate him as much. You say this, but I i mean, he he's a duck baby, Skylar. What's there to like about him? He's a duck and a baby. The two worst things. Ducks are just land dolphins. They are. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, I think you like him. I think I think he would grow on you. A duck baby would grow in the womb of uh, a demon. <laughs> oh gosh, there is like a lot of like weird, like little like demon or mammadon or whatever the hell they're called. Lore, like clearly they all love fish, right? Yes, they all love fish. Big fish too, like fish bigger than their bodies. Yeah, um, they all have sharp teeth to eat those fish with. <laughs> Um, they could consume frozen fish or fresh fish. It's a lot of fish-based lore for these demons. <laughs> hey, fish is good for people that like eating fish. It's true. Um, I do like that they like kind of feed off of the emotions of like their spellbook holder. So like you know wh- whatever emotion that is, it can help them grow stronger. That like you know helps create that like heart of the cards bond mm-hmm. <laughs> you know type of thing well yeah and that's why it's so great that zatch is so like moving and like um 
he could he could really fucking dr- uh, rile Kyo up, and I love that. God. Yeah, I love how much of a hype man and a supporter Zatch is. Which, okay, real quick, Zatch. So the whole pr- original premise of this, right, is uh, Kyo's dad in London because it is Where a London going. baby. It is a London baby, like I said. <laughs> um, finds Zatch passed out and like saves him and then he's like go help raise my son for me um which is a a weird like request to make of someone it's not raise my son it's go be a friend to my son and well no he's like go guide him right okay um but like i (laughs) again i can't get over the fact that these bitches look like dolls so like the entire time i was like wouldn't he have just walked by and been like oh someone left a doll there Ugh. Yeah, like, honestly, what made him be like I need to save this child I feel like if I saw a laying down doll in the woods I'd be like that's that's wood stuff that's not me stuff that's stuff especially with woods. a cryptic illegible spell book next to it yeah well he's an archaeologist and in London yeah we're gonna be in London we're going to London <laughs> um, but he again he is a great hype man he's like from day one he's like I'm here to help support you and his mom's like yeah I'm totally okay with this I prefer him he is my favorite son not you <laughs> She, yeah, the way she fucking switches up, or no, she didn't switch up at all. She's been yelling at him since the beginning, so she's like, finally, a son I could be proud of. Yeah, I think my favorite moment is when everyone's kind of being, you know, when they're just talking about how, again, everyone's like so shitty to Keo, mm-hmm. and, and you know, because he's smart, <laughs> ultimately, and, you know, Zatch is like, he didn't change, he's always been smart, you guys just started being shitty about the fact that he was smart. Right. And I was like, damn, preach sister. I was just like, damn. That's some heavy stuff. The like he, you know, does like stops the bank robbery, and then the next day everyone's like, "Wow, you're like pretty cool." And I was like, "Okay, weren't you guys just telling? Weren't you guys just talking about his back yesterday? Being like, I wish this motherfucker would never come back here." Fucking seriously. Also, they all let's switched talk about up that real quick. Let's talk about that teenage girl with the fucking cheeks. There was this weirdly intensely chiseled teenage girl in the scene when the girls are like chatting up Keo after he like saved everyone. And I was like, I was like almost like a jump scare. <laughs> Ooh, jump scare. Oh, um, jump scare. Yeah. Oh my God. Her face is so long. And again, I think it's for comedy, right? Like yeah. it's like a gag, but it also is like so unsurprising in this art style. <laughs> I don't know. You seem pretty surprised. You could not get over it anytime she flashed across the screen. <laughs> because her, like, distant shot, less detailed version was just as jarring. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, ultimately, again, there's so much cool world building, so much cool lore. And I mean, we're just scratching the surface here, right? We haven't even met a majority of the other, like, main series demon dolls. We haven't talked, or we haven't gotten to any arcs or, like, the lore of competition. Anything. Yeah, like, we've we've gotten only two spells, and this is a whole ass spell book. Like, Ooh. we're in for a wild ride with the rest of this show. Uh, but let's talk about some other aspects of the show. We've talked about the art style. 
style, the characters, uh, the, you know, all the, you know, the story beats. But let's talk about the music for Zatch Bell. The music is so cute. Yeah. So the music is done by Kao Otani, uh, who is uh, a legend in my eyes, because Kao Otani uh, was the main composer behind a lot of classic Godzilla movies, including uh, Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, uh, Giant Monsters All Out Attack. Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Wing, uh, the Gamera, tri- the original Gamera trilogy, um, and Shadow of the Colossus. Kao Otani is a legend in the scene, at least in my opinion. And they do a pretty good job on this show. What I love about the music um, in Zatch Bell is like, because there's so many comedy beats, like, and it blends so well into these like really intense, um, you know, go get them fiery moments, like, and I'll like quickly just switch to a gas. And then, you know, go back. And, like, that's a really hard thing to do with uh, music sometimes. Like, sometimes you can't get to, like, flow correctly. And, like... It's just, it's so seamless and wonderful. Yeah. No, he like very much captures the vibe. The action is so good. The dramatic moments. And this show switches between dramatic and comedy really quickly. Like when you're having these like intense speeches, like, you know, with the bully. And then like, they're like, he's probably taking a shit. And then it quickly switches into gag music. But it never feels like a jarring switch. It's all very seamless. Like he knows how to really capture the energy and the vibe of stuff. Exactly. Um, yeah, no. Kao Otani, uh, living legend, luckily still living. He is 66 years old and hopefully continues to be going strong because he is still uh, putting out great work, uh, most recently doing the music for uh, Requiem of the Rose King. Hell yeah. Do the sequel series. (laughs) Uh, But on top of the amazing music by Kao Otani, we also have an OP and an ED. So let's talk about them. Our OP is Kasabuta, or Scab, by Hidanori Chiwata. さ、立場つぶやくのさ。愛とか夢とかにそう思わかまくないで。つまずきながらも転がりながらも。傘だらけの情熱を忘れたくない。大人になれない僕らの強がりを一つ聞いてくれ。夢を果たせばいいんだろ
anything that makes Sherry, you know, front and center, the main subject, the main character, I'm going to be a fan of because, like, Sherry's my girl. It's so Um, funny, though, because, like, you barely have seen Sherry in these three episodes, but, like, she is such a focus. I mean, she is the outro. It's just her, like, dramatically, like, walking down hallways and stuff, you know? And flying. And flying. You know, Um, it's gorgeous and very stunning. And it's got, like, this perfect, like, that breakdown um, is so good. It gave, you know, honestly, this ED gave me very Inuyasha ED vibes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Which is a very high compliment, if you know this podcast. So if I was watching this, the episode ends, this ED is coming on, or is playing, and someone just walked in and started watching it with me, they'd be like, oh, that's the main character. Where, But, like, Sherry, in reality, is basically the Kaiba to Yugi. That's, like, her dynamic with Kyo. That's lit. We love that. <laughs> yeah, she is literally the best favorite character. Uh, yeah, no, it's a great ED. It's a great OP. It's a great ED. Um, but maybe they're not the only OPs and EDs we've ever got because Zatch Bell came to America, as we <laughs> talked about before, and came to America in that golden age when we made our own versions of the OPs for uh, anime. So we did have an English Zatch Bell OP. So it is time for American versus Japanese OP. So the English OP for Zatch Bell is obviously just called Zatch Bell Theme. And it was done by Thorsten Leoy and Greg Prestopino. And it is one of the most interesting sounding songs I've ever heard. It's kind of a fucking banger, right? So this composition is so nonsensical, like... But it's kind of fucking lit. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not saying it's, it's, like, bad or anything, but, like, this is, like, five different songs put together. This oh, is... yeah, and in 30 seconds. Like, like it's very fast. And also, vocally, um, the singer sounds like they're doing an impression of someone. Like, it doesn't feel natural. Like, it's like, you know who's got the power, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but, like, also, there's the part where he just starts, like, mumbling and, like, whispering, and I'm just like, what is happening? Like, because the song is just, like, like, da-da-da-da-da, and it goes, like, into, like, a really gothic, like, kind of spooky thing, and Which, he's like, that whispering. that part is my favorite part. <laughs> and he's whispering, and then we get it, go back out. It's fucking and bananas. And I will say, I canonically from like my childhood do remember vividly that Zatch Bell, like that weird electronic Zatch Bell that happens, <laughs> um, is like burned into the back of my memory somewhere. Uh, I think this is like super fun and ridiculous, but it's not, it's camp, right? It's not good. It's camp. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, this is like One Piece rap levels of like ridiculous, but not as good as the One Piece rap. We can, nothing will ever top the one piece rap oh, yeah. in terms of american ops because mostly because this is psychotic yeah it's a fucking wild ride but we love it but obviously the japanese op is better Woo! 
But obviously we talked about how this kind of sounds like a weird cover of a song. But let's talk about what the originals maybe sound like weird covers of. As we move to our segment, what modern contemporary artists do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? So Skylar, who did you pick for Casabuta? Okay, so... <laughs> Please don't judge me. I've it's, already I've already judged. It's like the most out of pocket answer. I don't know why I struggled so hard with this because it feels like I could have found something, and I don't know, um, and I can't tell you why. But for some reason, parts of this song, uh, Bonzo goes to Bitburg by Ramones, <laughs> it reminds me of this song. I hear it. I don't think you should have been as embarrassed. I see where your, like, personal concern is, because, like, it's definitely a little slower, right? Yeah. And um, the remotes have a very distinct vocal, vocal sound, and so does the so does Casabuta, but it's a different distinctness. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think you did a good job, ultimately. Thank you. <laughs> you wanted me. Uh, struggled for a little bit, but then I, I kind of found my, my guiding light, and I ended up landing on After Midnight by Blink-182. Yeah, like it has that same, uh, God, what do you call it? Like the beat where it's just like when the the lyrics are, it's like, yeah, that's kind of what like attracted me to it. There's this thing that happens a lot in songs like this where I feel like the instrumentation is going faster than the vocals. Uh huh. Um, and I think they both kind of capture that. Is yeah, like where no, my I brain agree. landed with it. I think this is a great choice. Thank you. Uh, let's move on to our ED. So, Skylar, who did you pick for personal? So, uh, this was a little bit easier for me because the song already reminded me of something. It was Mandy Moore because, like, why not? I love her. Specifically, her song is Gonna Be Love. Yeah, I think it captures, like, that ballady part of, you know, because the song is very, like, soft, like, ballady, and then it goes into, like, that power belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this captures the vibe. And I think their voices are pretty similar, too. No, their voices are pretty similar, for sure. I think it's a very good vocal match. I definitely went for matching that power belt as well as I could, and I think I captured it pretty well. I went with Queen of Swords by Idina Menzel. Yeah, no, I hear it. Like, I think this one's a little bit more, like, bouncy, but I really like it. No, I think this is a great choice, PJ. Wow, we really knocked it out of the park for the... Really? You know, we did it today. <laughs> <the> we really <laughs> did it. We out here doing it. We did that. <laughs> and let's continue to do that. So, yeah, that is the end of our music segment. We've talked about the anime. We've talked about the art, the characters, the music, everything in between. I mean, I think it's time to gather our final thoughts on Zatch Bell. So, you know, this has been a fun ride. We got to go very far down memory lane, talk about some of your earliest exposures to, like, you know, shonen manga and all that stuff, and our relationship to this show and how it's evolved and changed. But ultimately, you know, right now, at this day and age, you've just rewatched this. What do you keep watching 
Zatch Bell. I would definitely keep watching. Actually, we had a conversation about us continuing watching throughout the whole series. I was about to say, I did kind of know this answer because we stopped watching episode three to start recording. And Skylar was like, I'm sad we can't just keep watching this. <laughs> so, and then we agreed to like, you know, this will be like a good like while we're eating show or something. Yeah. As, you know, we'll we'll keep watching this over the coming weeks. So for sure for both of us, this is a kawaii success in the book. But would it be one for everyone? Would you recommend Sash Bell to someone looking to start their anime journey? Oh yeah, I think this is a uh, I think this is a great starter anime. I completely agree. I think it is a phenomenal starter anime. It captures a lot of, you know, um, familiar tropes uh, and even kind of links back to something like more like a Pokemon or a Digimon. Or a um, Yu-Gi-Oh! While being, you know, while being more uh, personal than that. So yeah. I think it, uh, I would just warn people, there will be a lot of Zatch penis in the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I couldn't get it. Yeah. Fuck. It is a lot. But I think outside of that, you get past Zatch penis and you've got a great Zatch show behind it. A great Zatch show. So awesome. We would keep watching it. We think other people should watch it, but how many episodes should they watch? Start with the three episode rule. How many episodes would it take to hook a newcomer onto Zatch Bell? Honestly, I think just one. I think episode one does a really great job kind of world building while keeping it still kind of under wraps right like we're learning along with Kyo and I think yeah. it's compelling and funny enough to want to continue yeah I think episode one really introduces you to a lot and to the world I think one is also my recommendation if you personally are like I think a little more I think the answer is one or three it cannot be two uh, I think episode <laughs> two leaves you want leaves you because it's setting up the encounter in episode three right um so you need that closure so i would say one but if you need a little bit more go go to three don't stop at two right no i agree our three episode rating for this show will be one episode you will get hooked right away yes so you we think you should watch it we think you should recommend other people watch it and all it'll take is one episode to get hooked let's say you get hooked though you're really digging this show where do you go from here what is the perfect follow-up series to zatch bell so i you briefly mentioned it but i believe digimon would be great because like you have very similar, like, you know, um, the different creatures. The reason why Digimon's a better choice than Pokemon is because the Digimon have personalities. They could speak and have conversations. And that really reminds me of, um, you know, kind of Zatch Bell. Uh, yeah, I think Zatch Bell uh, and Digimon have had a lot of uh, interconnectivity, and I completely agree. I think it's a great choice. I think mine is based more on nostalgia uh, because these shows were so intrinsically linked in terms of like when they came out uh, and even semi-subject matter. I would say if you like Zatch Bell, follow up in a Shaman King. Oh, I forgot about Shaman King. Wow. Yeah, I think Shaman King, you know, captures a lot of that same energy. It's about, uh, you know, because ultimately the bigger Zatch Bell storyline is about this tournament to be king of these people and that's exactly what Shaman King is about with these spiritual powers and these teenagers. Ultimately, the, the storylines have very similar beats. Uh, they came out in very similar ages so their style of storytelling is very similar and I think you'd get a lot of the same vibes out of it. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I think both of our answers were amazing. Yeah, and I think all three of those shows were on Fox, not on WB, but I might be wrong. But that said, uh, a Kawaii success in the book. A do recommend Kawaii Desu Thumbs Up, a one-episoder on a three-episode rating, and a follow-up recommendation of Digimon or Shaman King. That's our final, final thoughts on Zatch Bell. God, I love this anime It manga. was so good. And there's only one thing left to discuss about it. Because it's time for Is There an Anime for That? AMV Anime Music Videos Is there an AMV for that? All right. So again, as we established last episode, the AMV section is now a head-to-head competition between Skylar and I to see who can get the most points. Right now, we are currently tied from our last episode. Let's see if we keep that energy going. Skylar, why don't you tell me what song you selected for Zatch Bell? This might be cheating. (laughs) I want a Zatch Bell Animal Life Become uh, AMV. Yeah. Three Days Grace, Animal I've Become. All right, Skylar. I, I don't disagree that it's kind of a little cheating, uh, just because, you know, it's such a popular AMV song, and this came out at the peak of AMV-ness. Uh, and obviously, uh, who cares, though? Because if it, it sometimes those songs that should exist don't exist. So there is no real cheating on this segment, outside of if you're actually cheating, like, look it up. But, like, we try to stay honorable here at the Quiet Disappointment Podcast. Of course. And, of course that is a three pointer there are a ton of amvs for zatch bell to animal i have become in fact the first result is just titled animal satch has become oh see i was hoping for like a, a brago one. Oh yeah there's the next one is a sherry and brago one the one after that is a zeno one uh so there's a, a, there's so many uh but with that three points for you yay Thank you. Uh, all right, PJ. It's time for you. What is your AMV? Uh, mine is also a little cheaty-ish in so much as like this is an artist that is kind of the one of the new crown kings of the AMV space. I went with Thunder by Imagine Dragons. That's interesting because I would think that like that's a little too recent, you know? Yeah, but uh, Imagine Dragons is so big in the AMV scene these days. And again, we've as we talked about, Zatchbell has really been having a resurgence in the last few years so I, I i'm banking on enough of that crossover existing for there to be a lightning than the thunder for zatch bells lightning followed by thunder pj wow yeah there's there's exactly one hey from like- let's go <laughs> I, I and i did not from make it because i didn't make it but yay that's three points for me as well so we're still tied <laughs> But that's that's that just means that we were both very successful. We're still tied, but maybe we'll throw a little wrench in that because it's time for the super secret, not so secret bonus round. PJ, myself, do we think that Zatch Bell might have an AMV to Evanescence bring me to life? I think I yes. think so. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna break a tie. We're either both about to get an additional point or neither gonna get a point because it feels so obvious that the answer is yes. Especially right. after Animal I've Become was one. Oh, yeah. 100%. But regardless, we won't break the tie because even if there isn't one, we both said that there would be. But of course, there are... There's there's actually, as far as I can see, only one. Huh, interesting. And it is a Bring Me to Life a Zeno and Dufo um, oh. combo. That makes sense. Oof. But that is four points for both of us. So, so far, the head-to-head is neck and neck. But keep 
tuning in every week to see if one of us ever pulls forward. But with that said, we have all of our discussion, our closing thoughts, and our AMV answers keeping us at a tie. But that excitement aside, I think that is where we are going to wrap this episode up. I had such a good time revisiting this show with you, Skylar. I had so much fun, too. I will definitely post pictures of my Satch Bell uh, OC. Oh, yeah. Again, we established a little bit, but Skylar had Satch Bell OCs. We will be posting about them. <laughs> They're very Lolita. Sherry was an inspiration. Sherry was that bitch. But with that said, I am glad you had a good time. I had a good time. But more importantly, I hope our listeners had a good time, a fun time, a weirdly unquestioned magic child doll demon time. A, I, oh no, I'm on a list because there's little boy penis in the first episode time. Hey, it's technically a old demon doll thing. So not technically illegal. Um, but until next time, we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. And we'll see you the next time, hopefully with a lot less Satch penis. Woo! Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.